Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. It's Thursday. I do hope you are keeping well. That's how I start every show. I just want to make sure that everyone's keeping well, has maintained a level of keeping well right throughout the week since Monday uh, and, and, and then into the weekend as well. Have you been keeping well, Luke Moore? You look well. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Moustache is um, doing well. Yeah, still there. Yeah. Um, so I'm keeping it for a bit. I'll see how I go. Um, <laughs> it's easy in lockdown, though, because you haven't really got to see anyone. True. So, um, I also, also, I don't... Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, so it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's unfortunate. I think it's it's at the time... It's We're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had 10 years ago. Um, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks. And that's how midlife crises begin. We buy the sports cars. We buy... Well, I can't afford a sports car, but you know what I mean? I buy the stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. Um, I, mm. I'm, I'm wearing a ponytail. We're doing stuff at a time in life where we yeah. don't give a shit and we've got more resources than ever. And that's why Ferraris get bought. That's why affairs happen. That's why we are debasing ourselves. <laughs> I never... You'd never see... Um, a young person who seems cool driving a Ferrari. No, um, maybe Doesn't influencers happen. and stuff. Maybe those guys. I never. When's the last time you ever saw an influencer out on the street? Well, they don't. They they drive in. They drive to their country piles. They probably don't have their um, driving licenses. They just live in big influencer houses, don't they? They all sort of hang out in one big kind of. Remember when the Wu Tang Clan had a house on uh, MTV Cribs and pretended they all lived in one big house? Um, yeah, that it, was it was that. But like with loads of influencers and stuff. <laughs> mm. uh, so what, all I'm saying is, if you're driving on the motorway and get overtaken by a Ferrari, mm. it'll always be a bloke of about sixty. Yeah. No, frequently no hair. I, I just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's all right. It's fine. Do you think you'll have a Ferrari when you're sixty? Nah, because I can't drive now. I, I had a little. I've been going out um, without insurance on a private road, though, so I think I'm fine. Uh, I've been piling, going up and down that in my little, in my little car uh, to test mm. it out. Got to keep, got to keep uh, the, the juices flowing in it. So uh, yeah, I'm the way it. that you moved your hands then to signif- to symbolise driving makes me feel like you're never going to pass. I've installed two cow's udders in the um, in the roof of the car, and that's how I control yeah. it. <laughs> that's why I was doing that particular um, move. You don't need two though; just one, right? It's four <laughs> on the one. Isn't it? How many? How many? How many teats on an udder? Do you know that? Oh, I don't know. Six, maybe. Yeah. Do you have extra? It's like, is it like because because with like dogs and cat like. Um, kids uh, uh, pets and stuff <laughs> they have like nipples everyone has all of those pets have nipples right down their body yeah. if, they're, if they're females um, my mate sent me a picture of an this, armadillo this cat, this, cat, this cat here this sat right next to yeah, me female a male cat, cat male cat right he's got nipples he's, got, he's, got he's, nipples. He got, he's just got the two I think but don't girl ones have, have loads hey, of let me have a, he's, he's sleeping at the moment but I'll just see if I can check that way go and have a look right okay uh, Luke is just <laughs> that and the cat is awake and um, Luke is lifting up the cat uh, the cat is disinterested. Um, yeah, it's just two, actually. Just two, just two nipples. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, well um, I'm fairly certain the cat I have access, the, the dog I have access to at home has six yeah. nipples, I want to say. Or maybe why of the mark right. on that one. But cows, they've kind of um, simplified it. They're, they're modular. We, I guess they've got their couple of stomachs. So they're modular, and they've got their nipples in, in a nice row with maybe two or six on, on, on yeah. each other, which is which is wonderful to see, really. Same well, with pigs as well, I think. 
And you was, let's say, your classic mother pig mm. lying on her side while all the greedy piglets get tucked in. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you see upwards of six, seven, eight piglets yeah. involved. I, I, th- I spoke on this show about 100 episodes ago. Uh, I was at, <laughs> I was at a, a wedding with some mates and a, a friend who's like a 3D designer. Um, I believe he worked on the Jungle Book film uh, that was out recently and um, a fully a, a mother uh, elephant... Um, frequently has boobs, big old boobies. Um, oh, but, right, but it's yeah. an un- it's an inconvenient truth. It's too distracting. Mm. If you put the public aren't ready. The public aren't ready for for for, for elephant boobs. Um, but then this <laughs> week. He sent, he tweeted me, in full view of the public, quite frankly, even though he's got a protected account, I was, my replies will be seen. Um, he uh, sent me a picture of Amadillos and Amadillo mum with big old boobies. It's it's incredible. I, it, it's, it goes against everything we thought we knew about animals to see an armadillo with boobies. I think, as long, I think as, as, as long as people like you are taking entertainment from mm. female armadillo breasts yep. and female elephant breasts <laughs> will never smash the patriarchy. <laughs> Who, and you're to blame for that. But look, d- is, is it as hard as an armadillo shell? That's the question. Never mind. Um, I'd love to... Do you know what? I'd love to... I'd, I mean, smash an armadillo? No, I would love to see... I'd love to... In a way, if it could be done in a way that wouldn't be deemed cruel and that the animal had no armadillo. at all. I'd like to just have a play around with an armadillo. Okay, I think it'd be all right. We're playing with it. I mean, nature's armor. Worst thing is, gonna, I'd love to kick around with one. Um, I mean, <laughs> stop that. What do you mean? It'd be fine. We'll get the emails it again. Sort of, it would sort of go into a little round shape, like shell. Yeah, but I don't think it's, it doesn't want you to kick it, does it? Look, I, it's going. I've turned it's not myself into football. <laughs> That's Nim, not his phrase. Show, show me a more footbally animal than an armadillo in full roll. I mean, what is what is more? If David, if you, if, <laughs> no, because that would spike you, wouldn't it? David Beckham would get a metatarsal spiking, wouldn't he? Sea anemone. Again, spikes, big spikes, long spikes. True, not, not spikes. Exactly. It's nature's way of telling you not to kick. Yeah, it's it. the anti-football. But... Armadillo is welcoming. It looks like a mate of Delta Premier League. It's beautiful. Well, I think the thing is, you know what the animal rights people can be like, and they're going to be on our back now. I, I don't think they will. I, 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 again, I just think it's kind of like very... It's it's like me going to Leicester after lockdown. It's at the end of a very long list. Where, where, <laughs> me saying I'm going to kick a, kick an armadillo or want to kick an armadillo, um, even though I think it would be fine if I just give it a little side footer into the bottom right-hand corner of the, of the goal. Well, your shot power is going to be fine. From a hat-trick. Um... I think it'd be fine. But also, I think most animal rights activists would go, look, we're not happy and we won't endorse what he's saying, but we've got bigger fish to fry. No, but People I'm worried are for you. Fish though, for one. I'm, no, I'll, I'll talk about fish in a minute. Right. But I'm worried that you're their low hanging fruit. They oh, they'll go for you. me first, right? That's yeah. fair, yeah. I they mean, can't yeah. realistically stop the shark fin trade <laughs> or, or they can't realistically do anything about pangolins, which is a disgrace. Yeah, but true. I think idiot men mm. walking around kicking armadillos yeah. with no real big money backers yeah okay you, that's you're, you're low hanging fruit All I'm right, just worried okay. you're going to be in I trouble. would like to distance myself from my earlier comments I would very Better. much like to if I ever encountered an armadillo uh, I'm not really sure what country they're in um, I shall not kick an armadillo um, I shouldn't have to say it's that on Donson what? No one's even no one's even complaining. You're already your problem. No, exactly. It's good. Um, speaking of fish so I, I saw a story this week which is, I thought was absolutely fascinating mm. right? Um, there's been um, a decent amount of analysis done. Apparently, 44 independent studies right. of 9,000 seafood samples in restaurants. Right? 
Right. But not just restaurants, fishmongers and supermarkets across more than 30 different countries. And the studies found that a massive 36% were mislabeled, um, signifying a massive global uh, seafood fraud. So... (laughs) I just think this is absolutely fascinating, right? So across Canada, the US, UK, Singapore, Australia and New Zealand, researchers found mislabeling in almost 40% of all fish tested. So (laughs) what that means is, what that basically means is, if you go to a restaurant, you've got over a one in three chance of not being served the fish you think you're buying. That is astonishing to me. It's good. I like it. That's great. Yeah, I mystery, take it for granted. Mystery they're giving fish. me a bit of cod. Look, if you're ordering the most boring fish on the uh, on the menu and you're getting something more exciting for cheap, I think that's great news. I'll have that any day of the week. Lovely old job. What do you think that people down your local fish and chip shops say about that? Well, look. <laughs> To ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. I think usually. Listen to this as well. What? Listen to this. One sample, right, in Singapore <laughs> of prawn balls were found frequently to contain not a trace of prawn, but exclusively pork. Oh, wow. Now, Is it, where was the that? The consumer should know that. Where was the that? Though? Where, was, that. where was that? A Chinese, in a Chinese. Singapore. It's just Singapore. Singapore. But I mean. I mean, pork is delicious. Seafood is delicious. I'm look. I'm game. It's it's sometimes sometimes I will order. That's game. That's right. Sometimes I will order something beefy or porky um, or fishy from the uh, Chinese, and, and and they'll come. And uh, my partner, who doesn't eat pork or um, she eats chicken, she doesn't eat pork or, or beef or anything. Um, sometimes I'll go. Yeah, no, that's fine. I definitely ordered that one to eat for you. Sometimes I go. Oh, was that definitely? And I'll worry. But then I look at the pork and look at the, and I'm like, I, I can't tell the difference anyway. So I'll do my best, but you, you know, it's it's not a, yeah. it's it's not a, um it, it, it's but not a religious, religious thing. Reasons. Yes, it's not a religious yeah. thing. So so and she she eats meat and she has eaten uh, a pork in her past, so she's not as um, officious about it or, or, or kind of like worried about it. But yeah, it, it's 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 a worry for me sometimes. I tell you what, yeah. we used to have um, on XFM. We used to have a guy who used to come on. And- She's probably worried that her, her boyfriend's mislabeled. <laughs> this said, this is a good quality boyfriend, but forty <laughs> percent of him is trash. Um, the, uh, there was a guy on the XFM breakfast show back in fifteen years ago, or something um, uh, that I used to work on. Um, I found this guy at Billingsgate Fish Market. I wanted to talk right. to a, a, like a trader, uh, someone who traded in something you know important. Is he an older fellow with a mustache? Because I think I've seen a documentary about Roger him. Barton. Yes, Roger Barton. Yeah, he does yeah. all the media. He and does stuff, all. Yeah. So, so I rang up Billingsgate and I said, "Have you got anyone who can talk to us every week about fish?" And they went, "Roger, will do." Yeah, Roger's Roger's the kind of guy who uh, who does this sort of thing, and he was knockout. He's just this charismatic yeah. kind of like unbelievable, you know, you yeah. know, gambling uh, kind of uh, gambling man slash um, Billy's You're about to tell me he's done something horrific, aren't you? <laughs> oh no, he yeah, he he was constantly um, in trouble for mislabeling crab meat and stuff. He would just he yeah. would just yeah. peel off the labels. Pop a, pop a new date on. Pop a new date on. And I know the dates are... Pop it in the scrapbook. I know, I know the dates are a little bit longer than they need to be, but not three weeks longer, Roger. Not three weeks longer. No. But he would always go... He would always... He, he just did it with such charisma. He poisoned people with charisma. I liked it. Roger, I understand the industry's under <laughs> tremendous pressure. But you are, I understand that you're a charismatic guy. 
and that moustache and hat is a lovely combo. Yeah, nah. you are box office. Exactly, but people are dying, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> People's guts are being turned inside out by this nonsense. Yeah, now he's a. I think. But, I, I, he's a book, I just. You know? Obviously, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, good. I, man. I just wanted to finish this um, particular story by saying, apparently, in China. 153 roasted fish fillet products from 30 commercial brands bought at local markets were tested to reveal a misrepresentation rate of 58, 58%, including some substitutions from the deadly puffer fish family. <laughs> that, is, that is when it starts it's not, to get serious. It's not, it's not what you want to hear, is it? But, I mean, it's very much... Is this? I mean, I know it's not the etymology of the word catfish to be catfished, but no. I mean, this is like you know a, a catfish. It's in, come full circle. Yeah, exactly. Did do you actually know that why they call it catfish? I'm fairly certain this is the case. I found out. They got whiskers. No, I'm fairly certain this is the case. Well, it is that, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, because they've got whiskers like a cat. No, uh, sorry. The modern. <laughs> the modern use of the word to be catfished online. Oh, sorry. You know okay, I mean? I'm going right back yeah, to the sorry, start. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, carry yeah, on. I understand that catfish represent cats, yes. Um, when you said no, then, I was, like, momentarily furious for about a second. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, that happens it all the time like, with, like, the origins of words and the, and, and, and the origins of words. You sort of go, what? That is just doesn't make any sense. But um, when they used to transport and still do transport uh, cod over huge distances, maybe from the Far East as it's going, going west or whatever, um, to keep the cod... Um, lively, because obviously it's in stasis for quite a while. They don't really chase each other around. They don't really sort of work very hard. Um, and, and, right. and the actual flesh, the fish flesh, kind of suffers uh, as a result if it's been in transit for quite a while in water. Um, so in a, in a big tank of cod, if they've been uh, delivered like that, um, they'd throw catfish in just to create absolute fucking chaos so it keeps the um, cod oh. moving around, uh, which is quite exciting. Like a cat amongst the pigeons, cat basically. Cat across the fish pigeons, yeah, true, true. Yeah, so that sort of thing. I think that's the case. Um, it's it's quite right. hard to find that fact online, but I, I did have a little a little hunt around quite recently. So there you go. That's I, didn't, I had no idea about that. Yeah. Have you ever seen the TV show? A lot of people rave about it. Yeah, I... I, I, I I the guys creep me out. I don't know why. I just look at them and go, "Yo, just what is your game? I've never seen a single second of it. Like, is it basically that there's? It's like a date, like a, like a a ninety day fiance show, but where they kind of have a distance relationship online, but then it turns out to be someone completely different, presumably. Yeah, right? I think I think <clears> in many uh, situations. I mean, we've all had friends who've kind of fallen for that a little bit. Maybe we've fallen for them ourselves. I don't know. But um, you've sort of walked in and went. No, let's let's not let's and 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 you you watch <laughs> your friend's life and go go don't don't do this don't you know you know in your heart of hearts this isn't true you know for a fact that isn't true you catfished me when we first met because we started chatting over Facebook Messenger mm, yeah uh, I I obviously knew your the girl you had access to at the time <laughs> well that sounds but- good. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, and but I only really spoke to you on Facebook Messenger. Right. Okay. And then when you turned up, <clears throat> I don't think it was it was I didn't think it was the same as the the representation. Right. Okay. That you had made. I I I, I said I was uh, French. <laughs> that turned up. You were six foot four. Yeah, and French. Six foot five and French. And I yeah. thought, yeah, this will get the punters in. <laughs> oh no! All right then. Anyway, let's have a quick break. And when we come back, we've got to do some battery brands, and we've also got to do that email from um, confectionery maniac Ali Darlo. Sometimes so, when uh, they to to. put the Marses or Snickers into a bag, they put a, a, a curly whirly in there to really, you know, chase them around yeah. in the bag. Thirty-six percent of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week at Sukarnov. Over on My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson, comedy legend Ian Stone is choosing what he'd put on his list of personal wonders of the world. Along the way, he tells a story of the first time he ever did stand-up, and it wasn't exactly by choice. My friends, who um, unbelievably remained my friends after this, uh, put me down secretly for the open mic spot. I mean, I went on. I actually, I didn't know what to say. I stood there. I'd never been on a stage before. Well, actually, I'd done a school play once, but I, I was playing. Uh, I was some biblical thing. I can't even remember. But um, you see, so went into your "I am Joseph." Yeah. Uh, is there room in your <laughs> inn routine? Give me my coloured coat. Yeah, that didn't work. Meanwhile, these self-care club ladies are keen to figure out why so many women often find themselves saying sorry for just about anything. I think that it is such a fine line between over-apologising unnecessarily and actually standing up and saying, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry if you've been uncomfortable in any way that's been caused by me. And I think that's a sign of strength, isn't it? To be able to apologise for yourself, but not at the cost of your self-esteem. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. And we're back. Pete and Luke are doing their thing. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, say hello. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the way you can do it. We're going to be reading out all of your emails right now. Lukey Moore, battery brands. Let's do it. Yeah, it's Thursday, so it's time for some more battery brands. We've had two more submissions for potential new players to enter the game. Mm. Laura Brooks has sent in the Deleks uh, battery. Ooh. D-E-L-E-E-X. She says she found them in Uganda. I think they are a very glamorous, a very exotic new player to enter the game. Mm, it's kind of like um, saying um, deluxe in a fancy way, isn't it? These are deluxe. Deluxe. It's like delicious yeah, it and is. deluxe. Love it. 
Yeah. Not a time for that, Shout Laura. out to you, Laura. Thank you for sharing that in. You've now mm. officially entered a new player into the game, so you can get your um, get that popped onto your CV as soon as possible. Um, and Amy Madry sent in Golden Power Super. Not a new player, I'm afraid. Um, but I need, a, I need a ruling from you, Peter, because she's also sent in a brand of battery that just simply says, in all lowercase, Warriors. <laughs> Golden Power, definitely not a new brand, but Warriors, I am into a huge amount. Yeah, mm. I think we're going to allow Warriors to come in. So, Amy, you are also successful. Mm. That's two out of two this week. Great to see a 100% hit rate. Well, actually, no, because this is uh, about a 66% hit rate, really. <laughs> but two emailers, two tweeters, whatever they are, and they've both had new players enter the game. Thank you very much. Keep sending those in. If you find an obscure brand of batteries and any piece of electronic equipment you have access to, let us know about it because we are trying to put together the definitive encyclopedia of that weirdly obscure batteries mm. that seem to exist all over the world for no reason. Yes, we are. Um, and, and we demand a, a constant stream of them, and it can never end. It can never end. Pete pops them up his bum to give him charge. I do, yes. and, and also I, I Like Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> um, does, he, does he do that? He's, he's well into power. The thing about Elon Musk is he wouldn't even call it a battery. He would call it like a, a static a power cell, cell yeah, or something. A, a bum cell. Yeah. Mm. Um, did, yeah you, um, did you see the email um, about uh, from Stephen Sheridan about um, uh, peeing on a, um, a sting, a jellyfish sting? No. Now... We did, we did some of that on the internet. We did some of that on the ramble. We did, last yeah, week. we did some of that on the ramble because uh, Jules Breach, um, who uh, really filthy when she gets going, uh, talking about yeah. uh, when she was uh, stung by she a jellyfish. She is a force of nature. She's a force of nature, and she posted yeah. a picture on Mother's Day with her mum and her, and uh, and and she looked like she looked like the kid out of uh, Monsters Inc. So cute. Yeah, the cutest so unbelievably cute. Yeah. Um, and, and, and she's been corrupted. And she's been corrupted by uh, the yeah. media. <laughs> yeah. um, and us. And us. Um, but yeah, uh, to pee or not to pee, a review on the envenomation and treatment in European jellyfish species. Basically, there was a scientific review uh, of what... Um, works when it comes to uh, removing the, the pain of the sting on, on, on jellyfish. Right. Now, there's so many different uh, things they've tried to remove the uh, the, the pain um, and there's a lot of uh, and, and thank you very much to um, Stephen Sheridan for coming up with this uh, with this particular study um, this is a big chart basically and and urine and urea not doing great guns to be honest in the, the, this is big bar chart uh, and it basically right. tells you how useful it is when it comes to uh, it's kind of stimming the pain a little bit um, hydroquinine bleach that's a little bit better than piss, but not by a huge amount. Why are you pouring Why that? Why are you yourself? pouring that on you? Tetanus vaccine. Oh, Trump stuff. Tetanus vaccine. Who is testing out the tetanus vaccine <laughs> straight after a jellyfish? Oh yeah, I've got one of them in my trunks. Yeah. Um, tape. You can imagine like sort of tape would sort of pull out some of the stingers, maybe if you sort of pulled that. But yeah, still, still yeah. not great. Um, sea water and sand. Uh, Doing things. Seawater is up there, to be quite frank. I, 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 that's I what hurts that's, more when you emerge from the yeah, sea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what I, I heard on, on the show that you were talking about recently, where if you yeah. get out the sea, um, obviously it, uh, the, 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 the whatever it is but, gets oxygenated. But, but what, what that ignored, though, Pete, was I think we all need to understand and accept that at some point you do need to leave the sea. Yeah, yeah, you can't live there forever. Vinegar. No. Vinegar is a big one. Yeah. Absolutely knocking right. out the park. It's the most effective treatment, apparently. Uh, heat as well uh, is helping. Um, one's a little bit um, further down the, the pecking order is uh, baking soda slurry. 
<laughs> anti-venin uh, and uh, just a general um, antihistamine, anaesthetic, analgesic uh, and, and alcohol. Just a lot of people trying painkillers and uh, alcohols. Um, alcohols, you know, it gets a pretty good score from people, but I imagine that's probably got to do with something else. Uh, acid, yeah. acid, not great. It doesn't say what acid, what? <laughs> it doesn't say what it's doing. I also think, Pete, that the idea is... So vinegar would be very acidic, right? So not very acidic, kind of but in the grand scheme of things, like, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not... But it's neutralising what is presumably an alkaline Presumably, issue, yeah. And that's kind of mm. how... But the thing that misses the point with this study is that no-one has a bottle of sarsens in their trunks no. while they're out swimming, and no-one has a tetanus vaccine shoved mm. in the... Well, well, immediate access to it. So yeah. the idea being that in terms of convenience, if you had a convenience factor, everyone's got a good old bladder full of piss. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, But I, I imagine a lot of these things happen when you are coming back from the sea and a... Um, and you could probably sort of run to like a restaurant or something, like a beachside restaurant, and ask them for a little packet of sarsens. <laughs> sort yourself out little, like that. Yeah. And you can't get it open because the little your fingers are all wet and you can't pop <laughs> oh, it. Yes, oh, so you have to get a plastic no. fork, and that doesn't work either because uh, it's not sharp enough. Gross. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is good to know. Mm. Um, I promised an email from our Ali, uh, who, who you know, full name confectionery maniac Ali Darlow, because he tried to kill you last week with skittles, <clears throat> and I excuse me, and I asked him if he'd kill me with minstrels. And the good news is um, he's obviously got absolutely nothing on because. He's emailed in on that front. So he says, hi, guys, my initial Skittles email, um, you know, is followed up by, by you wanting to know the same thing with minstrels. So I've done the maths, which I'm quite sorry about. No worries. Um, this time we'll mix it up. Instead of killing Pete, we'll kill Luke. I don't know Luke's exact weight, but seeing as he's six foot three and an avid runner, we'll go for somewhere around 86 kilos. I'll tell you what, I bloody wish I was 86 <laughs> kilos. Uh, but that's very kind of you, Ali. Uh, he said 30 grams of sugar for every um, kilogram you weigh needed for a 50% chance of death, which is what we talked about last time. So um, I apparently, for, for my assumed weight, I'm going to need to consume around uh, 5.2 kilos of sugar, mm. right? 68 grams of sugar in, in, in a 100-gram bag of minstrels. Um, so doing all the maths, blah, blah, blah. Um, I need to eat 2,285 minstrels to kill me for sure. <laughs> um, and the other follow-up was that, Pete, we wondered how many molten Skittles we'd have to inject you with to kill you. Mm. Apparently, the answer, um, frighteningly, is just one. Oh, yeah. Right? Do, what, that would just kind of um, clot me up all yeah. nice. So melt it down inject it into yourself if you inject it into a vein mm. um it will go to your lungs and your lungs will fill up and you'd suffocate apparently oh, crumbs. if you inject it into an artery it would go to your brain and you'd have a stroke yeah okay um so either way I'd probably do the trick i don't i can't t testify to the medical veracity of that i don't mm. know ali's qualifications with the greatest respect to him i suspect he has none um but he is the, the man to speak to about confectionery. So thank you very much for that, Ali. 5,000 odds minstrels to kill me. However many Skittles we said last week to kill Pete. If you want to go intravenous, it's just the one. <laughs> well, I, it's not more efficient. Well, I've enjoyed that immensely, Luke. Thank you very much mm. for that. <laughs> it's a nice You're welcome. Around. And I also want to squeeze in this email about... Uh, there's, a, there's a guy from Texas who got really passionate about a snack that you mentioned, Pete. Oh, Takis Juegos. 
delicious. Yeah. They are so delicious. He says, um, he's called um, Bryce, mm. and um, he says, long-time listener from Texas. I feel like I'm well-placed to speak to... Uh, <laughs> Surely. Could be. Could be Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Bryce from Dallas. Uh, he said, "I'm really, I'm really interested in Pete's recent infatuation with takis. Mm. Taxi, takis are a Mexican snack similar to Doritos, but they're rolled up and fried, so they look like a tube. And Pete is right; they taste like flaming hot Cheetos. But they have lots of varieties, apparently, Pete." Mm. Um, and um, he also goes on to have a big um, rant about the difference between American and English Skittles saying that um, they're sweeter in the UK, but I don't know if that can be true. Right, okay. Um, because I feel like American stuff's got much more lax laws around sugar content mm. and everything. So, anyway, thanks very much for getting in touch, Bryce. He's basically just bigging you up about tackies. Well, he, he did um, previously email about drinking cordine and um, sizzup, so... Uh... <laughs> okay, and what was the, what was the uh, verdict on oh, that? he said it was delicious, and, and, but, but the uh, British cough syrup was sweeter. <laughs> I'm joking, he didn't say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing in like, the southern hip-hop scene for a while. Mm, I don't know if it still is, but that, ve- was not the, that was the thing of choice. It's very dangerous. <laughs> see it a lot in, like, the... Uh, you see it a lot in developing countries as well. I don't know how they get hold of so much cough syrup on an industrial scale. Amazing. And if, and if one thing our listening community knows, that if Pete Donaldson is saying it's very dangerous, you know to steer clear. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Anyway, uh, we'll be back. It's not good stuff. It's terrible stuff. Don't drink cough syrup for crying out. Unless you've got a cough. Unless you've got a cough. Uh, we'll be... Then drink the prescribed amount. Exactly. Um, don't uh, forget, we will be back on Monday for more of this nonsense. We didn't get to the cocaine bear story or the re-up, but we'll probably mention it on Monday. Incredible news. Incredible news. How from, are they making a film about that? Tins, it doesn't make any from sense. From Tinseltown. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, we'll be back with that on uh, Monday. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with the show, I say it the exact same way, the exact same uh, time, uh, the exact same uh, point in the show. Uh, hello at LinkPeteShow.com. I've suddenly got all tired. I'm exhausted from a, uh, a half an hour of uh, Luke and Pete Show. Pretty, pretty good chat. It's mm, been pretty good, pretty chat. good chat, mate. Um, at Luke, at Luke and Pete Show on the Twitter, at Luke and Pete Show on the Instagram, where you'll find lots of further talking points. A good way to get in touch with us. Producer Nat does an amazing job. Thank you very much to her. Thank you very much to you guys for listening. And um, I know that the majority of you would have t- stopped this by now because you've heard the start of the outro mm. and been like, oh, they're about good to finish. Point. I want to turn it off and go do something else. But if you are still listening, do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means a great deal to us. We've got a five-star average rating. We'd like to maintain that because it also helps other people, new listeners, to find the show. Uh, so thank you very much in advance for doing that. Head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'll love you forever. And as Pete says, we'll see you again on Monday. We're bloody looking forward to it. Say goodbye, Pete. Bye-bye. Goodbye from me as well. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.